Hi, and welcome to NARC Troopers. Today, we're going to talk about the way that trauma is stored in your body and how to unpack it, how to get rid of it, because it's stored there. So these are somatic issues that we get from early trauma in our lives, and it interferes with the rhythmic balance of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. It pushes it beyond its ability to self-regulate. Traumas can be considered anything that keeps individuals locked, trapped, um, stuck in physical, emotional, behavioral, or some kind of negative mental habit. The predictable effect of stored trauma is degeneration and disease. When an individual is attempting to heal after abuse from a narcissistic or psychopathic relationship, the damage is deep and multidimensional. In some ways, it is an existential crisis and a dark night of the soul. Without proper interventions and support, victims often remain stuck in this perpetual misery and cognitive dissonance. They may fail to recover and thrive, and sometimes even suicide will follow these toxic pairings. Recovery requires a multimodal approach, and the healing of the body and all of its systems is often overlooked. So let's talk about the 10 things that you can do to release the trauma in your body. Number one, strive for self-sufficiency, independence, wholeness, and freedom by practicing ways to take care of things and avoid this learned helplessness that you have become accustomed to when you give your power away to exploitative, manipulative, emotionally unavailable partners. We must take care of ourselves. And to fix things, we need to build things, make a garden, become handy, problem-solve things, and stop asking for help all of the time. So striving for self-sufficiency, independence, wholeness, and freedom is number one. Number two, when you have emotions, don't deny them or repress them or anything like that. You have to let yourself cry, weep, and wail until it stops naturally. Just surrender to it and let it pass through you. Remember to breathe through it. Make no judgments and don't try to stop it. The more it's released from you, the more resilient you become. And resilience is definitely something we're trying to build as part of your recovery from this trauma. Number three, allow your body to experience physical reactions to trauma, such as shaking or rigors with trembling and even fever. I'm sure you've seen animals 
shake in certain situations. When you take them to the vet, they'll just sit there and quiver. Well, this is a natural mechanism of our animal selves to release stress. So we have to embrace that. If this process can happen naturally, you'll feel relief when it's over and the trauma that might have been trapped in the body is diminished. I had these the shaking and trembling and rigors for almost two weeks following what happened to me. Um, and there wasn't anything I could do to stop it. So I just felt it and thank goodness it went away after about two or three weeks. Number four, the inability to focus on, or on problems you know, um, that where you have to remember something, uh, it could be disassociation caused by trauma. Um, dissociation. This can be an indication of what, what I really want to emphasize here is that whole fight, flight, and freeze. The dissociation can be an indication of the freeze state in which the animal, this is their way of playing dead to av- avoid being eaten by a predator. So humans do this too. We unconsciously go into paralysis and abandon our bodies. Someone recently said to me, when I have these anxiety episodes that where I get triggered, I just stand frozen in paralysis and just cry like a two-year-old, and there's nothing else I can do. So to get unstuck, you can get more sleep, take walks, get mental stimulation, Chase laughter in any form. Do guided mindfulness videos and practice something like Tai Chi or yoga, meditation. You have to deal with it. Number five, get physical. Hugs, hand-holding, touch, and affection provide relief. Ask a friend or family member to brush your hair gently, to massage your hands with oil, or rub your feet. This is absolutely necessary for the management of stress and safety. Talking and crying are also therapeutic, and finding the right person to listen can be helpful as well. But the focus for number five is physicality, touch, and connection. It's kind of hard to do during the times of of this pandemic, but we have to figure that one out. Number six, connect with nature. Take long walks. Immerse yourself in the elements. You know, water is powerful. Wind is restorative. Earth is grounding. And fire is purifying. The ideal experience to have all of this is go to a large body of water. Um, I The ocean is my favorite. And you just marinate in it, in the water. You come out and you feel the sand under your feet. And then you feel the wind on your body. And then you build a fire pit and you watch the flames. There's nothing better than that. I used to do that at when we would go to Huntington Beach every year. Love those California beaches, you know, Newport, Laguna Beach. Wow. Seal Beach, all of them up and down. They have fire pits, or at least they used to. I haven't been there in a while. You can have that whole elemental experience with all of those different things. Number seven, bilateral movement. 
This is something to help integrate stress into the brain and body. You can try things like EDM, which is tapping, which is, this is a variation of that where you tap your right leg with your right hand and your left leg with your left hand and then do your arms. This animal intuition is is self-soothing and it can relieve tension to do these bilateral exercises and grounding exercises for that. Um, You know, that's also a thing where, you know, when you're trying to ground yourself from a panic attack or something like that, uh, I look around the room and I try to name um, five things that I see. I try to touch three things in that room. I try to smell something and hear something and uh, acknowledge that to bring me to the present and bring me to that moment so I don't get sucked away in the panic attack. Um, number eight, engage in activities that are open, um, that open you up to creativity. Things like art, dance, writing, music, anything else that allows you to create something. You can draw or paint something, play an instrument or sing write an article for publication or something maybe, or a contest, get up and dance around the house to loud music, read poems out loud, make something new, like a new recipe or a TikTok video, or make a vision board or maybe a life collage. But number eight is to get creative. Um, The next one is... Find an artifact and carry it with you at all times. I painted rocks, smooth river rocks in the size of ping pong balls, and I wrote affirmations on them. I held the rock to feel it consciously in my hand for grounding and reality. I would also repeat affirmations like a mantra and then gift the rock to someone else from a support group or something, someone I know who's going through some similar recovery journey. Um, You have to reclaim your power. Um, The powerlessness is a result of this freeze state of the sympathetic nervous system. It's a very natural response to trauma, to feign paralysis and play dead. Uh, Like you learned in childhood, it's probably a survival skill. So you have to get back to life if you want to be healed from trauma and not give in to the temptation to live in a state of powerlessness. You have to take control of your destiny. So, so this last one here, be proactive, not reactive, plan for the future, dream big dreams, learn to play, learn to play, take responsibility for your own happiness and don't depend on others to provide it. Do not simply respond to the events to the events around you. You need to get a step ahead of the game and don't let anything catch you off guard again. You have to be alert, be prepared, be strong, work on resilience and accept change. Heal the injuries from repeated trauma to these with these destructive patterns. You can only resolve the fallout emotions related to trauma when you've achieved containment of them. And it is only with sufficient containment that emotions can be processed 
and worked through to a healthy resolution. There are a lot of therapies that guide you through the process of releasing trauma from distant childhood events to the trauma that happened, you know, more recently that brought you to treatment and recovery. Somatic therapy is a holistic therapy that studies the relationship between the mind and the body. The theory behind somatic therapy is that uh, trauma symptoms are the effects of instability on the autonomic nervous system, and this therapy can be quite useful in providing relief to people that um, you know are having men- like many physical and mental symptoms resulting from past traumas. So trauma is complex and systemic. It cuts us to the bone, and it infects our very core. There are many ways that trauma can manifest in the mind and body. It erases our sense of self and identity. It diminishes our ability to be connected to our environment and to be present in the moment. It makes you numb, and it impairs your interpersonal connectivity. It can make it impossible to self-regulate your emotions. Comes goes back to that whole containment and processing thing that I just mentioned to you. It can cause problems with focus and memory, prevents future relationships from progressing in healthy ways, and it can erode self-confidence and trust in others and manifest in just every way from sleep disturbances to eating disorders, even suicidal ideation. So it's important to have a deep understanding of how trauma shows up and what to do about it when it does arrive. The symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder as well as anxiety disorders show the same signals the body sends when you are in danger. Your heart beats all fast and your breathing races to get oxygen to the muscles so that you can run and the adrenaline fuels your energy so that you can get to safety. Part of the brain thinks that you are in physical danger, which is why you have this physical symptoms. So there is a twofold response that needs to happen to facilitate healing. First is that containment we just talked about, and that happens like the emotional responses need to be calmed along with the flood of the brain chemicals released so that the person is not hijacked by their emotions and then you begin, can begin processing them. The first step is the biggest challenge I've encountered, getting control of emotions that are running rampant in obsessive loops is common in people suffering with PTSD. And there are a number of ways to attain that control. Energy work, alchemy, meditation, somatic guided meditations, Reiki, acupuncture, sacral cranial massage, hypnosis, EDMR, tapping, pranic healing, diaphragmatic breathing, pattern interruption. I could go on all day. There's so many healing modalities that can be a good companion to traditional therapy and religious-based counseling. It is critical that your therapist is trauma-informed and trained to work with trauma recovery. Narcissistic abuse leads to trauma, which requires a specific skill set of knowledge and treatment in order to be successful. I know that this seems overwhelming to the person who's in so much pain and panic that they can barely move. 
after an almost a year of trying to understand what exactly happened to me and trying to stay alive, I am just now beginning to focus my full attention and working on my parasympathetic nervous system and the layers of trauma that must be resolved if I want to be healed and free. It is exhausting, and few people are going to understand that, you know, that they've been through it unless, you know, um, you have to name it. But I promise you uh, one thing. Help is out there, and if you can just find it, connect with it, and summon the strength to do the work, you will be able to have a life again. You will be able to have joy, peace, and a kind of love that you never lose. And that's what we all want. So here's to your healing, everybody. Don't give up. And if you want to hear more podcasts, read some articles, look at some video vlogs, and buy some merchandise with some little helpful toolkits, you go to narctroopers.com. That's N-A-R-C-T-R-O-O-P-E-R-S dot com. And um, check it out. Pass this on to someone if you think that they need to hear it. And I look forward to being with you again to share um, wisdom, knowledge, educational points through all this, and to also just give you support and to tell you, I know it's tough, but you know, I, I believe that we can do it. It's just you have to roll up those sleeves and get busy. You have to maintain some hope and you have to um, really work at it and then it's going to pay off. So um, much love to everyone. Stay safe. Bye.